Hello everyone, this is Emily, one of your Multiversity Manga Club hosts. Uh, before we start this episode, I, I need to give a bit of a announcement here. Unfortunately, we had some problems recording it uh, when I listened back. I noticed most notably that Zach's audio cut out uh, at right about at the end of the first half before we talk about Little Garden, uh, before the commercial specifically. Uh, I tried to edit around it, but if you notice us talking and it seems like we're responding to no one, well, that's because Zach's audio is not there anymore. There's also a little bit of an awkward break before the commercial because of the editing I had to do, but these things happen and we are not audio editing specialists, so not much I could do after a certain point. But so without further ado, here is our episode on Baroque Works. Hello everyone, welcome back to One Piece Club of the Multiversity Manga Club. Uh, we are continuing our read-through of One Piece. We decided for this episode we would do the first three arcs of the larger Baroque works slash Alabasta saga, which were all relatively short. That stretches from chapters 101 to 129, I believe. Uh, we're talking Reverse Mountain, Whiskey Peak, and Little Garden. Um, of those, I believe Little Garden was the longest. Yeah, yeah, it's the longest. Um, probably, and it probably has the more to say about it than the others. But they're all kind of interesting. They're, uh, I think they're they're cute. They're good. I, yeah. I really liked this little stretch <laughs> of the manga. So Zach, we are in the we're getting to our first stuff that you did not read when you did the um, Multiversity Comics Summer Binge. Yes, yeah. So I guess. Uh, before we kind of moved on to more kind of substantive, I mean, substantive in quotes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Duh. You don't even need to say. Um, this is I, I was just wondering, like, what, what was your um, overall, like, feelings towards these arcs? I liked them a lot, actually. Like, I thought that it, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like more, it's more good one piece, I think. Um, it's like really funny. I had this like notion. So it's funny, like being familiar with one piece, like most of my life, but never having read it until now. And like having seen the words Baroque works, like on the cover dress for the books, but never yeah. actually right. knowing what that was. And then to actually, it's a pretty cool name. yeah, it is a really cool name. But then just to like find out, like, oh, that's what Baroque Works is. Interesting. Would not have guessed, I guess, just from that name. But um, yeah, no, I like this. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. So wait. So you had stopped at Arlong, am I right? You stopped no, after Arlong. I, I stopped after... it at Rogue Town, Rogue Town, whatever. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So okay. At, so at this was 100. all new. Yeah. So yeah. So this was all new for me. Okay. Yeah. All right, I believe yeah. Emily had some various discussion points that... Oh, I mean, I was just going to comment on some stuff in each little arc. I forgot. I, I thought these were longer. Like, I thought there were more chapters, in, especially in Little Garden. I thought Little Garden was at least, like, 20 or 20. I don't know. It just... Not that it felt long or anything, but I thought right. there was... I thought more happened at Little Garden. But yeah. still, quite a bit actually did happen. Yeah, because these are, these are interesting because they are... The first couple of uh, stories, we are now officially on the Grand Line. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. where we kind of, at least we start off that way, like crossing into it. That's basically all the Reverse Mountain arc, which is only five chapters. Yeah. So Reverse um, Mountain. About... Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, no, that's... Oh, you're... Um, yeah, so Reverse Mountain, they, they get on the Grand Line, which I'm still a little bit confused about the geography, the logistics of this. 100%. Um, it seems like, yes. I was it seems so like confused so... by this. So from what I gather, the Grand Line is surrounded by this thing on both sides called the Calm Belt, which it's, it's hard to get through because there's no wind and Neptunians are there. Neptunians are these huge sea monsters. Like, like in the like, very first chapter of One Piece, a Neptunian bit off Shanks. Right. And then the, uh, the cow, <laughs> the cowfish in Arlong Park, was that a Neptunian? Oh my gosh. Uh, Mumu. 
So, yeah, of course. So, just really quick, just to clear to clarify um, some world peace geography. I could have looked this up beforehand, but I saved it for the show. So, the the world of One Piece, there's one stretch of land that is like a big circle around the Earth, and that's the red line. It circumnavigates, yeah. So yes. the red line, yeah. And then the grand line is perpendicular to that, yeah, and goes around the Earth. It makes four right angles, and right. those are the okay. four so, oceans. So it's like it's like the uh, equator in the Grand Meridian. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Perfect. Yeah. So okay. It, so on the Grand Line, I was confused. I was like, why can't everybody just get to the Grand Line? Why? Do you, so so what I gather is that you have to go to Reverse Mountain to get on the Grand Line. You can't just go there from any sea because the calm belt's there. You must right. be this tall. Yeah, yeah. You basically have to. They, they basically go on like a um, Disney <laughs> Disneyland ride. They go on Splash Mountain. They basically do. And the animatronic uh, says he's going to marry your dad. <laughs> Is Sorry. that an Onion article? <laughs> it's a click. click it's one of my favorite click articles. <laughs> real, real two percenter. Um, no, I, I, I just got the wrong website. So, and then they get to the other side, and there's this really charming, cute couple of scenes with this whale called Laboon. Now, Laboon is a full-grown whale, but what's that? Was not always. He, uh, we learn a little bit about this whale. He's sort of, there's sort of a weird scene where Luffy fights him. Uh, (laughs) That's how he solves everything. Yeah. And so, I guess, long story short, Laboon is uh, ramming his head against the red line. He wants to, he wants to break through and find these pirates that he met as a young whale who... When they crossed over, I think when they when they crossed over the red line, like maybe I forget how many years, like generations ago, like fifty some, probably maybe a little bit less than that, years ago, they promised they would come back to Laboon and they'd see him again. Well, they, they never, never did. did. Laboon's still waiting, and and Crocus, there's this guy they meet named Crocus who was a member who was a member of this crew, pretty much has tried to tell Laboon like I don't think they're coming back. He's living inside. He's living inside Laboon. This is this is also a little bit logistically weird. I'm not sure. <laughs> he, there's like a he made a hatch on Laboon. I don't know how that doesn't hurt the whale or whatever, but basically like he can get in and out of Laboon. He, he basically he, like created a full infrastructure within the whale, like with rooms. It's and, like in Kingdom Hearts when you're inside of monsters. It, it was <laughs> kind of yeah. You know that was my first thought, right? Like, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yes. Yep. So, so poor Laboon's waiting, and Luffy's thing to get him to sort of like chill is to punch him and fight him a little bit. And then Luffy's like, "See, now you've got me to wait for. I'm gonna come back, and you're gonna get stronger, so we can fight again." (laughs) I'm gonna fight the whale. (laughs) Yeah. So, so that was kind of cute, and like, I mean, fits Luffy's personality. It's like, what's gonna make you want to live, or what's gonna like sort of restore uh, your hope a little bit? We're gonna fight again one day. Of course we are, (laughs) whale. So, my, my favorite thing about uh Laboon was i Blah. love yeah i love the onomatopoeia <laughs> of Blah! it's like, really cute it reminds me like i always hear it in like the uh the ghost pirate voice <laughs> from the venture brothers <laughs> yeah. but that's a again just kind of going off into references no i mean well i mean references are fun yeah and and of course luffy draws repaints like the uh the pirate flag, flag on him it's about as good of an artist as i can as i yeah am. yeah so i think i think that's a i love that image because <laughs> it's a really good bad drawing which i think when yeah. you're i think that's an actually like it's really inter- good at that <laughs> That's an interesting yeah, I guess that does that come up later. A plot point yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, current stuff. Yeah. Not not that specific uh thing that he painted, but like no, this the idea of someone but that yeah. someone being a bad drawer. No, no, it's no, in no. the story. Oh, oh okay, like, okay. He, oh. <laughs> so, someone else is a bad artist in the story, and that's a somewhat of a plot point. Man, you know who is a really good artist though? That otter that we're gonna get to. <laughs> oh yeah. That's uh Mr. Mr. Friday. Yeah. Sorry, Mr. Thirteen. I confused Miss Friday. The, the women have day names. The men have number yeah. names. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of that, we get our first... This is actually where we first see Baroque Works. I had forgotten about this. So Miss Wednesday and uh, Mr. Nine, Team Rocket. They're basically like sort of like Team Rocket at first. They um, do have a bit of that vibe. 
I want to say right now also that like Baroque Works has some of the weirdest like combinations of powers and like character designs. Like none of it really, it's sort of incongruous. Like, so Mr. Nine is a guy that looks like a king, wears a, yeah, wears a crown and like his weapon's like a baseball bat. <laughs> like that's just, that's just his weapon. His metal bat. But also his like machine gun curlers or cannon curler thing. Oh no, that's, that's Mr. Eight later. Wait. That's Mr. Eight. Okay, I'm you're talking right. about Vivi's. No, no, don't worry. No, no, that Vivi's guy does have the machine gun curlers. He does. He, but he's yeah. not the one who's with her. Oh, Mr. okay. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. She, she, that's right. He comes later. Okay. I had them mixed up. That's very no, confusing that's okay. for me, like looking back now. Is like, because, well, we'll get to that whole reveal in a minute anyway. Sure. Oh, no, yeah. don't worry. I can, I can explain everything. I really can. So, Mr. <laughs> Nine, Mr. Nine is her Baroque works partner. Right. Igarum, aka Mr. Eight, is her advisor in Alabasta. Right. And right. he's he's posing as a Baroque Works member. He's not her actual partner. His partner is Miss Monday. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, so Miss Wednesday, well, we'll uh, she's not revealed for a little bit. Right. But right. I just I'll just get this out of the way. I don't want to keep calling her Miss Wednesday. She's eventually revealed to be sort of a, a secret agent within Baroque Works. She's trying to infiltrate them because the leader of Baroque Works is fucking up her country, Alabasta. Yeah. And she's the princess. She's she's a member of the ruling family, the Nefertaris. She has infiltrated to try to figure out what's going on and who the boss is and to stop them. So that's her deal. She also rides a duck. It's extremely cute. Karu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she has sort of a bird. At, le- at least her weapon is sort of like related to birds. Like, I don't really... She has like a hypnotizing dress. Her boobs specifically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she, it's called like the peacock... Uh, the thing she spins around is like the peacock oh, blade or something. Oh, that's right. Okay. That's so, that yeah. So they, they, they appear because they want to kill a boon for the meat for their town, Whiskey Peak. Right. Their island is called Whiskey Peak. And they get invited there, or the Straw Hats eventually, they take Mr. Nine and this Wednesday back. Right. To Whiskey Peak. And, and Whiskey Peak's kind of where <laughs> the where the Baroque... Like, Works. obviously we have Mr. Nine and uh, Miss Wednesday in... Um, reverse mountain but whiskey whiskey peak is what kind of gets the ball rolling on the yeah where the rest of this larger saga is going yeah and the conceit of whiskey peak apparently is that the people that live there are like i don't want to say they're all bounty hunters some of them are but they basically bring pirates there like it's it's sort of like one of the first islands on the grand line so you get there they celebrate with you they get you really drunk and they steal your shit and that's kind of what happens to straw hats here it's a good gimmick yeah it's pretty good this is where Zoro, like, defeats, I want to say, a third of Brogorks, at least. I don't actually know how many numbered agents they have. I think I think it's only, like, I think it stops at 13. Maybe maybe it goes up a little higher. There's probably people I can't remember. Organization 13. But, oh, <laughs> you know what? I mean, sort of, yeah, kind of. I mean, they don't wear the cool black hoods. You, you can't not. Yeah, you can't not. So, yeah, they get to Whiskey Peak. They get drunk. Most of them sort of just pass out or fall asleep from eating too much. I don't think Luffy really drinks. He just eats. But of course, Zoro does the uh, classic, like, oh, I just wanted you to think that I was... Yeah. Incapacitated. Right. So, Whiskey Peak, <laughs> I thought this was interesting because it had, you know, as you pointed out, Zoro, Zoro like, wipes out, you know, a, a huge, however the amount, a huge chunk think... of Baroque works basically jobs to Zoro. Um, I think it's really cool. I really like this. I remember really liking this in the show. And this so really fun. power levels are juvenile. But <laughs> I do think there's like to a certain extent that the, it could it could be that like in, if we're talking about who is more powerful. Um, Please let's do this. This is fun to do for One Piece. Zoro, I think, is arguably at least as powerful as Luffy. He's just Especially off- at this point. Yeah, yeah, at this point for sure. They, now, maybe they do not. have like big goku vegeta energy right yeah without without like as much of a antagonist well well, they have the little bit of that in this in this section that we're talking about they have like their their like one antagonistic moment which is really funny they fight i forgot about this they don't really have an official fight like later on there's an uh, well i won't say but (laughs) there's some official fights between friends sort of and yeah this one is just sort of a brief like they just start beating each other up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I do feel like a lot, 
later on, and this happens when we get to Little Garden, this is, there's an example of this. When it comes to like, actually like, you know, fighting like individual major villains, Zoro is usually like comically incapacitated in some way. Because he's too good. He's too powerful. Right. Um, I mean, <laughs> so is Luffy often. But... Yeah, yeah. They, they they did that in Little Garden too. Yeah. Yeah, which I don't, I don't mind because Luffy's dumb and Zoro's also kind of stupid as well. Like, I mean, he's just a little bit, he gets like sidetracked or doesn't really care about fighting. And then he's like, oh, no, I gotta, I gotta fight. Zoro does that. He beats a lot of people. We, we do have the uh, introduction of what Zach alluded to earlier. The Luckies. Uh, Mr. 13 and... Miss Friday. Miss Friday, the Unluckies. <laughs> they're just unexplained. I don't know. They're just an otter and a vulture. The vulture is the woman. Right. <laughs> the otter's the man. And they're so, they're pretty high ranking. I mean, number 13. Well, no. I mean, the higher you get, the closer you get to one, the more powerful you are. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, yeah. if, if Baroque works, it's made of like hundreds of people. True. Well, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. No, I thought you meant like compared to like, no, I thought you no. had it confused. No, um, no, no. 13's pretty, in no, a group is, of like hundreds of people, 13's pretty, pretty far up. They don't really fight though. They sort of serve as like messengers right. to Mr. Zero, who's the head of Broke Works. Surprise, surprise. There's they're, a funny scene. They, that, they basically exist to rat people out. Yeah. They're like the, um, I'm trying to think of. Why the eyes think, and ears. Yeah, the eyes and ears of, of Broke Works to make sure you're not betraying Mr. Zero or the cause. Yeah, or to find out new threats. <laughs> threats. And so there's a funny scene that Zach screencapped on Twitter where this is a little bit later. This is after Zoro beats up everybody. Then Luffy sort of wakes up and we find out that there's new Baroque mem- Works members that have appeared. Mr. Five and Miss Valentine's Day or just Miss Valentine. Obviously a reference to Miss to Valentine's Day. Right. But so they're pretty high ranking officers and they're trying to capture Vivi. And this is where we find out about Vivi's whole deal, that she's princess of a kingdom that's being infiltrated by Baroque works under the guise of them rebelling against the king, the king himself. Right. And sort of framing it as like a people's a insurrection. People's, yeah. When really they just want to take over Alabasta and actually the monarchy is actually the good guys here in this story, in this story. <laughs> In the in the fiction of One Piece, monarchy is okay. Mm, in this case, there's this a monarchy later that's really bad. <laughs> but some monarchies are more okay yeah, than others. Yeah. So actually, there's a lot of kingdoms in One Piece. There's Jung Kingdom next. There's there's a lot of monarchies. Yeah. This, this is, is also the introduction. Oh, I guess this actually happened in. I've happened in. Um. There's so much going on in this. In, <laughs> shit, I've already forgotten the. Reverse Mountain. Yeah. It introduced a concept that is going to kind of direct things for a bit. Log poses. Oh, the oh, uh, magnetic. Log poses, yeah. I don't, I didn't mind this as much. I think. See, so something that in like the main manga club, you know, when we're talking about, particularly talking about new series, a kind of a complaint that all three of us have probably made at different points about when a new series starts is like something feels like too video gamey. For the most part, I don't think One Piece has that problem, partially because it's like drawing on like an older tradition. Yeah. Com- relatively. But so like modern the log poses do feel very like, you know, you unlock the next level and such. It's and, so that there's like a linear feel to right. the series, which I don't eh. I don't hate it, but it's it just stuck out to me as like especially the they, one thing they break a lot and then they keep getting <laughs> new ones and stuff they luffy breaks them or they get broken in battle or they lose them or something so yeah no what i was going to say though was that as they find out who vivi is and mr five and miss valentine appear the unluckies also appear and see that vivi is there and nami's like well they don't know who i am because because also vivi at this point sort of vivian Igarum, who's mr eight the guy with the big curler hair He's hard to forget about. He's pretty memorable looking. <laughs> um, and just me, 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 me. Yeah, he like sings. He has, he has guns in his hair. Yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty crazy. There. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I'm not sure what it would have like. like it's, it's just pretty a pretty wild idea. So uh, Vivi accidentally reveals who Mr. Zero is. Surprised it's a warlord of the sea named Sir Crocodile. We'll get to him much later. But uh, yeah, and like two arcs i guess so like two months from now we'll get yeah. to him but actually no we might talk about him a little bit later 
But so Nami's like, well, I'm going to get out of here because he doesn't know what I look like. And then that's when Mr. Friday, I keep fucking that up. Mr. 13 and Miss Friday appear and Mr. 13 draws them really quick. And it's pretty funny in the manga because you see like a couple uh, panels where the otter's like, it says like sketch, sketch. And then he reveals three pictures of Nami, Luffy, and Zoro. It's like, I know who you are. So I'm going to show you to the boss. So that kind of solidifies them as, as being stuck with Vivi. But interestingly, we are missing at least one uh, crew member's drawing. Well, two. Sanji missing, and Usopp. Missing Usopp as well. Sanji, drawings of Sanji will come up as a uh, plot thing. <laughs> That's another funny plot thing. One of the funniest oh, things that ever gosh. happens in the series. Oh, you guys are going to love it when we get there. I've, I've told Walter about it, like, and he thought it was great just hearing about it. But it's, it's yeah, you'll see. You'll see. I'm excited. So... Yeah, so they don't, the weird thing is like, so Mr. Five and Miss Valentine appear, they don't really fight them. They sort of get, they sort of get knocked out from the fight that Luffy and Zoro are having and they don't right. really do anything. And they sort of get left behind when, when they leave. Right. And, and uh, Igarum, uh we've got the wiki open here and it seems like Igarum tries to get away. He tries to dress like BB as like a. As like a disguise, yeah, and it a, says, a ruse. and then you see his ship explode, and it says he apparently dies on the wiki. <laughs> <laughs> Is that so, the last we see of Igarim? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, but apparently dies in One Piece is like code for right. I didn't probably I didn't, doesn't die. Yeah. Okay. I was I was misremembering from. It's not a huge spoiler. I just sorry. I needed. To also, I just learned that misremember is not a word. It's not. No. I used it all the time, but I, I brought it up I mean, in a conversation with somebody and they pointed it out and I looked it up and they were right. Well, who cares? People know what you mean. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I mean, sorry, Before, right before we get to Little Garden, though, we meet a character for the first time. Second in command. Of Broke second Works. in command of Broke Works, a woman named Miss All Sunday. All Sunday. I don't know if I should say anything about this character. <laughs> should I, like, I mean, I'm assuming most people know who that they be, they become very important later i will say that she seems to have devil fruit power she seems to have an ability to like move things around without people noticing and it's a little bit hard like like knowing what her power is later i can tell what she's doing but it's a little hard to tell in the scenes where she appears like what's going on right. it just seems like nobody can get their their weapons and and she right. sort of yeah i guess zach did you recognize this all sunday <laughs> do you remember who this was <laughs> should i should i like having read what i've Red know who she is? Not really. No, you wouldn't have. You known. wouldn't know from like prior chapters of no. this. Just okay. From like exposure to other One Piece. Might... No, I don't know that. Okay, I don't think. I will keep that a secret then. Okay. It's also partially. It's also partially a fact that Oda's style has made a lot of his female characters less distinctive than they used yeah, to be. Yeah, I, I looked at her now. I'm like, wow, she looks more distinctive back then. Yeah. So kind of missing. I. Yeah. Well. I, we haven't really gotten to the point where I like noticed this yet, but one thing I guess I can go ahead and say, like, it's been a few, it's been like a few months, you know, since I like did my initial run and then like reading these chapters, especially there's a part in um, little garden arc where I noticed like Nami looks just drastically different than she does in the early arc. She's like a lot mm. taller, which is yeah. like how I kind of associate like, Oda's like one piece women they're like very yeah. very tall and thin and so like I just I thought it was like interesting noting like okay this is kind of like when Oda's style is kind of like starting to develop and to and submit yeah. into kind of like what we're familiar with right yeah I, w I would say that's particularly the case with the Alabasta arc as a whole or saga yeah I like think it, I think it solidifies pretty well here and it does change from here but I don't think it's like super drastic it's just that the women start to look more similar to each other right <laughs> if a girl is supposed to be cute she looks one way <laughs> uh and that's just sort of like nami yeah so <laughs> so yeah. i guess any, anything else on whiskey peak sorry i had a little garden sorry i just had a lot of little things to mention about i wanted to mention miss all sunday because that's important mm -hmm. uh let me see here i don't I don't think so. I mean, we're still following the cover arcs, cover story arc of Helmeppo and Kobe. Yes. <laughs> Where... I was wondering if you were going to get to that, like, after. Oh, okay. Well, we can talk about it later because it's interesting when cover stories introduce important characters, which which the cover story introduces Garp, which I think we talked about it last time. Because Garp had appeared. Yeah, time. Garp yeah, appeared in, uh, in the Arlong arc during, I mean, on the cover stories. Right. That's right. 
Yeah, I guess there's not much more to say about mm, it. Than no. It, but it is, as we said, it's interesting. He's, he's that Some big. characters are introduced, and in, particularly in the case of Garp, he's maybe not a major character, but like an important one. What I want to know is like, have any other manga authors or even just comic book artists done something like the cover stories that Oda does? Like have another story going on on the cover that like continues? I feel like it's the only time I've ever seen that. I think it's a neat idea, but I, a good I don't know. question. I can't think of anything. I'm sure that it, there's... It seems like such a cool idea to be like just something only one person did. Like, right. I... Anyway, it was just a thought I had. Yeah. Well, I think it's also like a, a format issue because like when we're talking about Western comics, at least, <laughs> like, you know... Not weekly. The, <laughs> well, also the cover the cover page is, the, is like, you know, how you sell the book. Whereas, uh, okay. Whereas if you're inside of an anthology you can do these sorts of yeah things yeah it's um, magazines so these really so you can you can do stuff that isn't designed to pull yeah. a person's eye and get them to pull it off the off the shelf yeah uh, there's there's a pretty famous um maybe not fam- famous is stretching it um a a notable thing that warren ellis said about uh the series planetary is that he wanted John Cassidy, the artist, to do all the covers in a way that basically they would not, or they they would always stick out to mm. someone like that. You would be like walking past a shelf, and it would like stick out from everything. So with the comic Western comic covers, kind of have to have that marketable quality, and so it does make it harder to do stuff like that. I mean, th- there are some like you I know, get it. Connecting covers are kind of a thing, which is okay. Yeah. I guess I'm just most surprised that manga hasn't done it more. I mean, I guess then it would kind of feel like a ripoff of Oda. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At any rate. So we have Little Garden next, which is, uh, it's still not long, only 15 chapters, but it's the meat of this but, yeah, chunk of Yeah, and I have a couple things to say about it. I, I'll try not to go through and say, like, this happened, this happened, this right. happened, like I did with the other ones, but... This is yeah. this is kind of where, you know, we had, we had Baroque works kind of introduced more in the previous two, but this is where, like... Yeah. The real conflict with with Baroque works and with people in it rather than yeah. like, you know, with uh in Whiskey Peak, it was more like Baroque works as an entity, whereas now we're kind of getting to know the individual members. More. Yeah. Yeah. True. All right. Hello, everybody. My name is Mike. And I'm Greg. And together we are Robots from Tomorrow, a twice-weekly podcast appearing at MultiversityComics.com. Each week, we take some time to check out books and shelves on Wednesday that are worth your attention. And each month, we dissect the previous catalog. We also have long-form discussions about books we've enjoyed, like Dan Clow's Ghost World and Jack Kirby and Mike Royer's Commandy. And if that's not enough, we also do creator interviews. Some of the talks you'll find in our archives feature Mike Mignola, Leila Del Duca, Sean Martinbro, Emma Beebe, and Greg Rucka. So that's a lot of content for everybody. Please subscribe to Robots from Tomorrow in iTunes or Stitcher so you never miss a thing. Robots from Tomorrow has hours of comic-focused entertainment week in and week out. And now, back to your show. All right, welcome back. We are resuming our little discussion of the beginning of the Baroque Works saga with the more substantive arc of this chunk, Little Garden. Oh, yeah. This one (laughs) involves kind of like as the set piece of this island is that it's like the dueling grounds of two giants, Dorian Bragi. Dorian Bragi. Bragi. There's a bit more going on than that, of course, but that's kind of... Yeah. I, I, I feel like, you know, there's certain things in like any kind of fiction where you feel like, okay, this started with this idea. And this has the idea that, like, I, I feel like Little Garden started with Oda thinking... It would be cool oh. to have two giants fighting on an island. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is cool. Like, um. like all the other stuff that happens is good and it's important to like the larger yeah. aspect of the series. But I feel like that's kind of like the that's the vision. Yeah. Oda's vision was was Dory Rocky yeah. fighting. Yeah. It is. It. I think it has a really cute, really sort of. I don't know if satisfying is the right word, but just like has a right feeling to it. Ending where you yeah. find you you eventually find out sort of like their deal it's not like a big it's not a big like earth cha- uh world changing uh revelation for one piece but it's cute so yeah um, here they are they're on little garden it's called little garden because 
it is a little garden to all the big animals that live there. Like dinosaurs live there. Right. Dinosaurs get brutally murdered by a couple uh, of straw hats and, uh, well, mostly by the giants, actually. Yeah. Luffy, like, goes down to Brontosaurus's neck and then Broggy, Broggy is the, is the guy whose face is rounder, I guess. I, yeah, don't I, was, really know. I always forget which is which. Dory has the, he's on the right there in the picture on our page. Yeah, so they, both, they both have beards. They <laughs> both have beards. Yeah, and, and it's funny, one is like supposed to be blue and the other's red, but manga's black and see. white, so you can't see. <laughs> so, 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 um, okay. Uh, it's like for the longest time I didn't know that Vivi's hair was blue. It's blue, yeah. Oh, uh, why? You just blew my mind. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bro- Broggy has the Viking helmet. The other guy who doesn't have the Viking horns helmet is Dory. <laughs> But, That's the best thing I could say. But Dory has what probably Vikings actually wore. You, you, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know. You, you know what I meant. This is shorthand. We, so, we read Vinland Saga before. I, that's, that was a good one. Yeah, I should get one. back to that. Yeah, so Little Garden, it's it's cool. It's fun. I, I think it's like... I like this arc <laughs> the best of the ones that we read today. It, it yeah. Was really oh, for good. sure. For sure. I think so. Three, it's definitely... Yeah. yeah. I think... I think we sort of needed Whiskey Peak to sort of establish Vivi, but I'm kind of confused as to why like Mr. Five and Miss Valentine were there. Like it seemed kind right, of weird. They kind of I, yeah. Show up here. As they well. show up here and they actually fight more and they're actually more. Right. We actually learn. Like I think we definitely. I love Miss Valentine's outfit. I actually think that would be a good cosplay, but I don't have blonde hair. We haven't talked about their powers yet, and I they're think cool. we should right. because they're so good. <laughs> Yeah, so, good. so so Mr. Fives is very silly. He so so he can turn any part of his body into a bomb. What he likes to do is make his <laughs> boogers bombs. It's very funny. Oh, it makes sense. You know, yeah, you yeah. Can throw what, else it. You, what else are you gonna do? Like and your nails? He calls them Nez Palm, which is so <laughs> <Nose> good. <palm. laughs> oh my oh my god, I didn't realize I didn't I didn't think about the holy shit, I'm I feel really stupid. <laughs> the napalm. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's really good. Yeah, he has a good design, and uh, so yeah, he has like he has a power that I feel like is the first one that sounds really OP. Like I would feel like I feel like Mister Five is like would be really really strong, but he just doesn't really. He, I feel like that power was introduced too early. He just, <laughs> like, he just doesn't apply himself, you know, like yeah. yeah. He, and he's like uh, Iceman of the X Men. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Could, he could be Omega, but he's just not, not, not feeling it. So basically, l- let me just, I want to, I want to get into like, just sort of the basic plot of like what's going on in Little Garden is that the giants are fighting. They don't remember why they're fighting. They don't even remember Classic. how they got there. They just fight every day. Uh, the timer for their fight is like the volcano going off. Which is badass. Which is pretty cool. And they just keep <laughs> fighting. It's an honorable fight. Uh, the crew gets there. I think they're just on their way to Alabasta and they kind of get stuck there for a while and they split up. Some of them find one of the giants. Some of them find the other one. And then Sanji's just lost. Sanji's just sort of like by himself uh, because Zoro and Sanji set off to like have a hunting challenge or something. Yeah, they come across the giants fighting and that's when Brokeworks kind of gets gets there and sort of gets involved in the fight and they sort of fuck up Dory which right. get, which pisses everybody off because it's like this was a noble fight. This pisses Luffy and Usopp off especially because they're like this is a noble fight between the giants. You fucked this up. Usopp believes in like you know the nobility of manhood. And... So he so I wanted to mention a this. Questionable king. <laughs> Come on, Usopp. Usopp. So Usopp like admires the giants. He thinks their fight is really honorable, and he's like, I want to go to Elbaf, which is where the giants are from. Elbaf is fable backwards. Um, <laughs> But they spell it. They spell it in such a way in the manga where you can't really tell. Yeah. That's I, I remember reading it somewhere. Which like yeah, it's obvious. But so and, and remind me. We, so do we go? Has the crew gone to? So no, nope, never been to Elbath. Okay. Never been to the island of the giants. <laughs> Twenty years later, not there. So, so what I wanted to say about that though is that like Usopp's goal, I think before was just sort of this thing like I want to be a great warrior of the sea, and now he gets a little bit more specifics like i want to be a brave warrior like these giants i want to go to elbath and learn to be strong and noble and something i noticed that kind of freaked me out a little bit and i'm like oh no i hope this doesn't happen was that they kept mentioning how like you know giants are like we we die honorably in battle wouldn't it be the best thing to just die honorably you know in a in a fight as a great warrior and usopp's like yeah that would be great i'm like 
oh no, is Usopp gonna die at the end of One Piece? I was thinking like, because I was reading that I was just struck by like a sudden great fear that this might actually happen. I'm like, well, Oda kills characters sometimes. Sometimes. But I don't know if, I kind of doubt he would be ballsy enough to kill Usopp, but uh, reading that, I just, I'm just saying, I got a quick thought that like, it could happen. He does like to lay the seeds very early for some stuff. It's not like, you know, super complicated stuff, but... Sorry, I know I'm kind of dwelling on the small things, but since we're doing the deep dive here, I wanted to mention it. Did you, sorry, did you have something you wanted to say about the... I haven't even gotten to Mr. Three and Miss Miss Golden Week, but... Yeah, so we... The main boss of Little Garden is Mr. Three, (laughs) who I like, Walter doesn't like him. I, I thought like, you didn't like Mr. Three. I think his hair is stupid, but it's yeah, funny he's, stupid. I like that he looks kind of dumb, but he's like the smart guy. Right. Like he's, he looks, I mean, I think Oda knows he looks pretty lame. Yeah, I, I didn't like Mr. Three very much. Um, <laughs> he's got a bit of a Kuro vibe to him. I think, cool I think he's Kuro. worse than Kuro, actually. Worse like, than Kuro. Kuro, Kuro. Kuro at least does that thing. That's like my favorite like anime manga trope thing where he like slides his glasses up the bridge of his nose. Like he at least has that yes. going for him. Like You guys don't understand class, okay? <laughs> you don't understand Mr. Three's Mr. Three likes tea, okay? Mr. Three uh, I, I did like I do like that about well, Oh yeah. Listen, I, I think... love the chapter that was like the tea is good. That was That was a funny one, yeah. The chapter was called the I was gonna actually gonna mention that I laughed at that because I was like, why is this chapter called this? But like So anyway, Mr. Three has this wax wax fruit, which is like again, sounds lame. It is kinda lame, but he kinda makes it cool in a stupid way i don't know he cool might be a stretch okay well i'm just defending mr three here i'm just trying to get the everyone mr. Three understand. defender is locked on <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 gonna be my new posting person like, <laughs> cool things mr three has done so you're gonna be uh term searching mr three to find anyone posting about <laughs> how, like, oh, mr three is so lame mr three knows more vocabulary uh, SAT words than any other One Piece character. I believe it. Yeah, probably. So Mr. Three fights the Straw Hats. I mean, I don't really know other way to put it. He, he has this weird setup where he captures three of them. He captures, well, Vivi's not a Straw Hat, but Vivi, Nami, and Zoro get stuck in this candelabra and they're right. going to get turned into wax figures. Kind of kind of going back to what I was saying in uh, with the Whiskey Peak yeah. about how Zoro often just kind of gets incapacitated and and it's got one of the funniest Zoro moments of him being like well if i'm gonna die like this i want to be like in a cool pose that was funny i like that and also that he was ready to cut his legs off yeah and they're like yeah. how are you gonna fight yeah so uh i i forgot to mention miss valentine's power she's there she's mr five's partner her power is really cool and i feel like I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm going to also stand Miss Valentine because I like her outfit and her power is cool. Um, she can change her weight. She doesn't. Now, of course, she doesn't change physically. Right. But she can. So she has like a it's cool. She carries like an umbrella so she can like kind of fly if she she weighs like, I don't know, oh, like yeah. an ounce. I don't, I don't know why. I'd even yeah, that's that. why she flies of course, up that's why because she she's like umbrella. a piece of grass. Right. basically. And then she she can I think she can go up to ten thousand kilos or something. Some yeah, something like which also course. seems really op. Right. I don't know. Um, and of course, uh, Mr. Five and and Miss Valentine get get uh, destroyed by Usopp's trick. Uh, my new my <laughs> new Twitter parody <laughs> account. <laughs> Usopp's trick is is actually he showed this before he told because Mr. Of course, Mr. Five is like immune to bombs; he can just eat them. Right. <laughs> like, and so. Usopp screams that he's sh- sh- uh, shooting like a Death Star or something, and right. Mr. Five eats it, but it's actually like jalapeno pepper. <laughs> like, That's so good. Yeah, and so of course he's not immune to that, I guess, and he's like, no, he like falls over. It's he doesn't like, eat spicy food. Yeah, so I, I think I think Miss Valentine just sort of gets like whacked away. I forget how she gets. Yeah, I forget. So exactly. I, think, I think Nami like hits her with her stick. <laughs> like, but at any rate. They have to like Mr. Mr. Three's like the last boss, and and Luffy takes him. Well, there's on. also Miss also, uh, not Miss Golden Sunday, Week. Golden Week. Miss Golden yeah. Week is Mr. Three's partner, and she's like ten. I don't yeah, know <laughs> why. Why was why was Mr. Three paired with like a child? And why is she like? It, she's she must be like high ranking too. She doesn't have so I I looked this up. I was like, does she have devil? No, she doesn't have a devil fruit power. She just she just does like magic drawings. Okay. Like, 
So she, the, the the thing we were mentioning earlier about the tea is good. She draws these things on the ground that like can change your mood. So she she eventually she like kind of fucks Luffy up with this, makes him mad, makes it so he's like sad and doesn't want to save them, and then makes it so that he just wants to sit and like have tea with her. <laughs> and he just keeps saying the tea is good, and they drink tea together on the mat. It's it's really creative. It's funny. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good. So another cool thing that Mr. Three does is that he has the candle champion. Uh, <laughs> another sorry, cool thing. This is this is my brand now. <laughs> Mr. Three Defender. This, this is your life now. So, uh, but the candle champion gets uh, destroyed pretty fast. Um, every every new chapter of One Piece that comes out, you're going to be is like, Mr. Three oh no, here. where's Mr. Three? Bring back Mr. Three. But I want to say the best Mr. Three moment is when he makes the wax museum, I think he calls it. He makes a bunch of like... Doll, uh, just like semi, semi yeah. what are they called? Like figurines Simulacrum. of himself. And he's like, you have to find out which one's me. You can't do it. You're too stupid. You only act on instinct. And then Luffy immediately hits him. And <laughs> of course. Mr. Three's like, how'd you find out? He's like, instinct. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That was yeah. good. That uh, was a fitting end to Mr. Three. Rest yes. in peace. So we, so we also then, there's the <laughs> scene we when we finally catch up with Sanji, which I think is, we're partially already seeing as the cast expands it's a little hard to figure out what to do with everybody exactly like yeah sanji's just gone for a bit in well this I, I think it's implied um, he gets like lost yeah he starts, gets lost um, he just starts looking for the the best monster to bring back to right. impress the girls he stumbles on their like little hiding place and so as we mentioned like he he's still unknown to, to mr zero to crocodile and, and, yeah yeah, I guess we know it's crocodile. They say it in. They say, they say it. it in Whiskey Peak. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the? Is that the first time that the? Uh, the first time snail phones show up. Yes, well? it is. That I thought so prominently. Too. So the snail phones are one pieces like phones. I don't really understand how they work. I was wondering. I was like, I can't remember. Does the phone like transmit the sound of the voice? Because I was like, wouldn't crocodile realize that Sanji doesn't sound like Mister Three? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think too hard about it, but it was something that came to mind. I can't remember from the show. But we get some good sort of like visual storytelling about Crocodile. You see him, we don't know what his power is yet, but you see him like with a drink and he has a flower in the drink. Mm -hmm. And you see him like moving it around as he touches the flower, the flower shrivels up and so does the water. Right. So that's sort of interesting to think about. And uh, Sanji basically tricks them. Sanji's trick. Sanji, so there's Usopp's trick, now there's Sanji's trick. And he also beats up the unluckies who come in. Yeah. I think it's basically, that's sort of like near the end of Little Garden, isn't it? Yeah, that's pretty much the end. And here I said I wasn't going to say everything that happened, but at any rate, you were you were going on. Did you have more to say about no, uh, Sanji? So, um, just kind of... It, it, it was like, like, I guess general thoughts about... Yeah, it just kind of yeah. goes into the sort of somewhat running gag of Sanji being kind of the lesser known straw hat. Um, yeah. Not that, not that, like, you know, had it been, had it been Luffy or had it been Sora, it's not like crocodile would have known their voice too but it but it fits in with kind of the recurring joke about yeah sanji sanji's not sanji's like lesser right. <laughs> or like just not as well known he's right. like i mean he's the cook like i mean not that that's i'm sorry not that i'm implying that's a low thing to be <laughs> i'm just saying like like you don't generally see like the bounty a cook's bounty right. being really high i want to say to the last chapter we read for this introduced one of my and walter's favorite characters we didn't see his face is Mr. Two. So is he, is he in Drum Island? No. He's not in he Drum appears Island. He oh, appears briefly. Got a, we've got a whole nother episode before we can talk to you, <laughs> about Zach, Mr. about Two. Mr. Two. Mr. Two's great. He's one yeah. of the best characters, really. Yeah, there's one There's one panel um, of Walter him in this. Walter loves it so much. Oh, I was talking about in oh. what we read, there's like the oh. one panel where you see the back oh, of okay. him. Okay. Um, I thought you were talking about the friendship thing. No, that that is... <laughs> One of my favorite panels in One Piece, but that wasn't <laughs> what I was speaking of. Sorry, um, I, keep, I keep assuming. Yeah, so he's introduced here, but we're still not going to see him for a little bit longer. I could be wrong. We might see him like briefly, but I don't think he really comes forefront until they're almost at Alabasta. Okay. Which is after Drum Island, which is right. the next arc. I'm trying to see... Sorry, I'm just looking at the ends of my notes to see if there's anything else I want to say in general. And you guys, too, if you have something... Oh, I wanted to say how the story with the giants ends. It's oh, cute. It was sort of, it comes full circle. You see sort of a flashback at the end when they help them get out of Little Garden that Dory and Bragi were pirate captains. And they had, they had way back when 
had a, the same challenge that Zoro and Sanji had to find like the biggest, the biggest like lizard or whatever right. on the island. And you see that like they totally forgot that that was the reason they were they were fighting, but that the the mountains you see on Little Garden are actually the carcasses of those two of those two lizards they killed. So that was really cute, very One Piece. I liked it. The end. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's basically how i feel about one piece i'm like very one piece loved it thank you it was good <laughs> it was it was good i like you know this being kind of the first this was me getting back into one piece and i liked yeah. it a lot it was very yeah. fun and easy to read and then i was looking like oh what what chapter is one piece on right now and it's in like the 970s right now <laughs> oh yeah and like the tone right now is totally different well, i was i was like i started calculating like okay how much one piece in a week do i need to read to get to a thousand to, to catch up before oda gets to a thousand and Ooh. i think that's my goal now <laughs> oh wow uh... It's possible. I mean, because they'll have some breaks. He they, takes they a break will. every two or three weeks. Yeah, so. yeah. So I think I think I can do it. I've like I've like mapped it out. I've done the math. I, I think I'm gonna go for it. <sighs> yes. All right. Yeah, because when we get to my favorite characters, that's all. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna set aside some time to talk about blank <laughs> and blank. Uh, <laughs> and any other uh, kind of. I'm. Yeah, sorry, Zach. I talked a lot. Do you have anything no, else? I mean, you just sort no. of gave your. Yeah, I, I, little, little. I, I really liked the little garden arc. I liked all of the Baroque Works characters that have been introduced so far. Yeah. All their, all their devil fruit powers are so good. Oh yeah. I really actually, I really, really liked the fight between Luffy and Number Three. Um, how he kept using <laughs> his like wax locks as like hammers. And oh things. yeah, yeah, that lock, yeah. And I I loved like Zoro during the whole like candle wax statue yeah. thing. Like <laughs> he had, he's just such so a good... absurd. Like I loved it. He had such a good attitude about it. I feel like I feel like most. Okay, I'm not trying to say like wow, this is such genius. Like, but <laughs> I feel like most characters would make Zoro less goofy. Mm-hmm. He's pretty goofy. He's right. so yeah. He's very goofy. And okay, I, 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 say, I meant authors. Right. Author, I can't remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's 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 comic relief a lot of the time. He is like this. This arc did a lot. Like I already really liked him, and and I liked love. I liked Luffy, but like yeah. I really like how they play. That even when they're not like interacting with each other, they play yeah. off of each other in really nice ways. Like, yeah. 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 I. It was just really, really enjoyable. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. And, and I think it's also like you know Zoro is often in like not just himself being goofy, but also in just kind of goofy situations. Like this is alluding to stuff that's a little ways off, but like you know one of my favorite things with Zoro is in uh, Skypea. Oh um, God, I love Skypea so much. <laughs> so he, he has a good extended silly moment and which, which part he's fighting the dog the dog, the yeah. dog yeah <laughs> so oh, um, oh man l- little taste of things to come oh uh, the dog's knee oh man i'm sorry i just remembered off. yeah it's good <sighs> so is that about it on yeah yeah we started we started Django's cover story as well that's right that was the last thing i, I swear this is the last thing <laughs> just we start we, we ended helmeppo and kobe who are becoming now? They're becoming the jacked navy guys. I was telling every everybody yeah. about. They're they're becoming chads. <laughs> they are, actually. <laughs> they don't like actually look like that until after the time skip. I'm guessing. I don't know about after the time skip. I think like, like a couple Kobe, hundred like, chapters. Doubles in size. <laughs> couple hundred chapters. I think okay. you see. I, it might be after a time skip. I, I feel like it's sooner, but maybe I'm wrong. So yeah, we we have new story. We're following Django. Got let, the only good character. Oda realized he was the only good character from Kuro's crew. So. <laughs> Pretty much. He was like, "Yeah, we're, we're gonna learn about him now." So, yeah, what are we, what are we gonna look at next time? Next time we're uh, talking about we're gonna do the Drum Island arc. Um, so that's only twenty five chapters, so a little bit fewer. Ch- one one arc, only a few chapters less than what we just covered. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is one where we can definitely talk about talk about a lot. This yeah. introduces the next straw hat, and it has. One of those classic Oda like extended flashback. Oh my god, this is the things. first one that made me and, cry. And it's one of like, yeah, it's a very good one. I cry. I'm gonna cry again too, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about it. So those yeah. that's uh, chapters 
130 through 154, mm -hmm. I believe. If you if you've got the uh, volumes, that's goes from 15 to 17, so yeah. about three volumes worth. Uh, there's mm -hmm. some overlap. Like I think it starts a little bit into volume 15, and yeah. So yeah. Emily and I will be back in a couple weeks to talk about the uh, April offerings in Shonen Jump. Um, mm -hmm. We've got one new series, a little bit of a Mori tease King. that is pretty amusing. Did you read it? It's yeah, funny. It. Yeah. And we'll be back in a month to talk about Drum Island. In the oh, meantime, yeah. you can find us on Twitter. I am at Goodbye to a Shoe. I am at Cosmos, of course. And I am at Wilker Fox. And you can, of course, check out Zach. If you miss his voice with us, you can check him out on the uh, DC3 cast with our friends of the show, Vince and Brian. Um, if you like DC yeah. Comics, and even if you don't. Sometimes it seems like they don't like DC Comics. Yep. <laughs> I told you, everyone seems, everyone seems bad when they talk about Cape Comics. I, I don't know. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying everyone seems at least a little bit pissed off. That's what it seems like. <laughs> they, they, always, they, they are, only. Unless it's okay. me talking about X-Men, and then I'm always happy. I, I, heard, I heard you're pretty brutal on the DC3. Uh, they, they call me the mercenary over there, yeah. <laughs> so actually, yeah, in a little bit of cross-promotion, I would say as well that now's a good time with you guys switching your format to like be kind of going back to older stories rather than doing the whole like weekly keep-up thing. Yeah, yeah, because uh, comics aren't coming out right now because of coronavirus, mm -hmm. so yeah. we had to shake up the format. So if you weren't listening to the DC3 cast already, now's a good time to start. Yep. I would say so. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for everyone who tuned in. Be sure to use hashtag One Piece Club if you want to tweet with us. Yeah. We'll be using it for funny images. Mainly. I think, I think the last it. thing I used it for was that Mr. Nine is a simp. Uh, because he, he he offered to die for Vivi. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. But right. uh, no, Mr. Nine is very noble and cool. Uh, I take it back. Well, since we, we say this all the time on the DC3 cast, simping is king shit, so... <laughs> he, he is a king he is a king actually he does he's got the crown i, I want okay Perfect. so this is this is my last crazy thing I, sh I should say like one crazy thing i want to see from one piece in the future based on like stuff we've read okay my thing is like i want to see mr nine come back and he actually is a king of some faraway nation <laughs> yeah we never really found out why he has the crown or anything someone Besides asked if he was a king cool. and they were like no <laughs> and i was like wait that's it he just wears it <laughs> and what did he have nines nine birthmarks on his face or did he get those tattooed on I need to know more about Mr. Nine, and I need to see more Mr. Three. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll be back in a couple weeks, everybody. Yeah. See Have ya. Good time.